0: Hey, hi, welcome to the Dr. Lamb Show. I'm Dr. Carrie Lamb, and we're going to be talking about how to keep your weight. We have Dr. Franchelle Hamilton, who is actually a bariatric surgeon who's board certified in obesity medicine. And she actually now takes an integrated functional approach to obesity instead of trying to do surgery to keep the weight off. She's an author of the books, Transformation is a Mindset, the Journey to Changing Your Input and Your World and What the Best Diet Is. She is the founder of the Four Pillars of Transformation program and a chief medical officer at Fresh Try, a digital mobile app that uses neuroscience for behavioral change. So we're very excited to have you here, Dr. Franchel Hamilton. Um, we have a lot of patients that are dealing with weight gain because yeah. of their stress response, and yeah. a lot of them also deal with hormone issues. So we'd love to talk to you today about that. But you know, first of all, why don't you just tell us about your journey of how you came into this integrative and functional medicine?
1: Yeah, sure. And and thank you so much for having me. So essentially, as a bariatric surgeon, when I first started, I'm in private practice um, in Texas. And when I first started doing weight loss and bariatric surgery. That's pretty much all I was doing because that's what I was taught. I came straight out of fellowship because you have to do extra training to be able to do that and set up my practice and was doing predominantly surgeries. Um, I would also talk to them about nutrition. I would talk to them about exercise. Um, Have they had a nutrition, a psychologist in the office would do their surgery and they would do well initially. And then I noticed several years in, I started doing more revision surgery. So revision surgery, for those who don't know, is essentially they've already had a surgery and then they come, they've they regained their weight, which means a lot of their medical problems relapsed, i.e. hypertension, diabetes, obstructive sleep apnea, stuff like that, and they needed another surgery. So probably about five years into my private practice, I somehow started doing more revision surgery than I was primary surgery. And I had to ask myself, these surgeries are the most powerful tool. Like anybody in the medical field was told the surgery is like the Taj Mahal to treat these, this obesity, right? Like, and I'm like, why is this not working? Like I'm doing the most powerful tools and it's not like I'm still getting more revisions and everybody was seeing more revisions. And we were seeing like weight regain after maybe two years, mostly like they would do good for the first year, maybe two, and then it slowly started coming back and then they wanted a revision. So during this kind of my scientific side of me was like, why is my surgery not working? And so come to find out it wasn't per se, just the surgery. It was all these other aspects that was left Untreated or unidentified. So we told them about their nutrition. We told them about an exercise regimen. We told them about some of the mental aspects of getting this surgery, but you didn't talk about like some of the family support they needed or the resources they had or did not have or some of their fears with other issues that would prevent them from getting successful. And so kind of at the midway point, I kind of took a step back and I was not trained this way, but I started looking at social aspects of weight regain, obesity, I started looking at other medical contributors and not just thyroid. We all knew about thyroid, but that's when I started introducing hormone, hormonal treatments. I've had people lose like 15 pounds just by adding that in. There were so many other like things going on besides kind of what was right in front of me. And I just had to view it from a wider scope. So that's when I started taking a more integrative approach because I did not want to do revisions. Revisions are more complicated. There's higher risk. Like, I didn't want to be known as this revision queen of Texas, which is kind of what (laughs) got
0: handed to me. And I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. Because that means it didn't work the first time, right? That's what a revision is. Um, And you're right in that when we look at health, it shouldn't just be the physical health, which is what surgery kind of is just, you have a structural issue. We're going to do that. But like you said, there's a lot of behavioral, emotional, mental, hormonal underlying uh, causes that cause the weight gain to come back, right? Yeah, that's great. Exactly. Also, what do you think? um, I love that you talk about hormones. If you can kind of just explain a little about how hormones are related to weight gain.
1: Okay. So I realized hormones are related. Um, I started kind of that midway point. I started kind of expanding my scope and checking everything, stuff that people typically don't look at, especially as an MD. Like we look at what we consider medical problems hypertension diabetes kind of all these like checklists right, chronic yeah but a lot of people don't look at hormones and they often don't look at the stress responses and how they affect weight and hormones right and I love so, those
0: words I love those yeah words. <laughs> I
1: learned I had to learn this almost like on my own because I was like I have to do better for my patient like this person mm-hmm. sitting in front of me and they didn't even know right so patients didn't even know what they don't know and so I started kind of expanding my panel and realized a lot of their hormones were way off and so I'm like you know what before we do weight loss let's start fixing some of these other things first. And that's mm-hmm. how it started. So yeah. I noticed if we could fix some of their stress response to their environment, like, or their mental health or kind of other this stuff first. Mm-hmm. And then I also noticed, I was like, okay, let's start fixing your hormones. Cause they're all out of whack. They're abnormal. They're low you, or you have none. And mm-hmm. I noticed when we started fixing these first patients started losing weight because, you know, I'd give them like a, a time frame, like a three yeah. to six month. We're going to start doing all these other things first. And they yeah. were losing weight, like yeah. and, and maintaining it because we yeah. were fixing some of the roots Root and not just band it with a surgery or even a medication. I since expanded to do medical weight loss also. And so that would include different medications. But none of those tools will work without treating some of these underlying tools. And that became so clear to me and so evident to me. That I'm like, we need to start focusing on this stuff first. We need to educate the patient on yeah. other factors that they don't even know what's going on that's affecting their well being, right? Because yeah. all of this stuff affecting their well being depletes their hormones, it makes mm-hmm. them gain weight, how they respond to an environment. You know what I'm saying? All that kind of interacts. And I was like, this is where our education needs to be focused because oh, yes. once they get a handle on this, then they won't have the fatigue anymore because they're depleted in their adrenals, you know, adrenal fatigue, right? Mm -hmm. Or they won't have, or their hormones will be better if they don't run through them because of the, of this over here. And so we started doing all of that first and we saw great results. And then Mm -hmm. for those who still needed surgery, they still got the surgery, um, but they did better. They did better. They maintained their weight because they were aware of all the other things that needed to be fixed and they knew what was going on. And they still came in for their hormone replacement, right? Like stuff like that doesn't go away. You yeah. that will need to constantly be kind of repleted. And mm-hmm. so we started monitoring that. And so when people had kind of these other tools, their vitamin deficiencies got mm-hmm. repleted, better ways to handle stress. Their depression was better. Their hormones were better, which affects all of those things. Right. Yeah. And then they just did better with their weight loss. So that definitely has to be one of the things that you look at when you have somebody who's weight gaining, you can't just be like, oh, here's your medication and and Mm -hmm. do go do this diet and go do this nutrition plan. Like Mm -hmm. there's other stuff that's contributing to that weight. And hence, that's where my four pillars
0: I love it. Yeah. yeah, you're you do a lot of the very similar things that what we do. And you say all the right things, adrenal <laughs> fatigue, hormone imbalance. Yeah. I like the analogy where you have, let's say people are polar bears and the stress response is they have to go through winter and or bears usually have to hibernate in the winter. So they store, store, store yeah. under stress, right? Yeah. So un- unless you get rid of the stress, um like tell the bear it's summertime, they're mm-hmm. not going to come out of hibernation. They're going to feel fatigued. They're going to keep storing all their weight until you get rid of the stress response. You deal with the emotional factors, you deal with the underlying hormone issues, then the weight will come off naturally, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, and even after you can keep it off. So that's that's really great. <laughs> we, I love to hear what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah, that's
1: exactly. The, the problem is in, in my kind of current issue is that there's not enough people who see it this way. I don't know of any bariatric doctor, surgeon, actually, who will look at it this way. They'll just do your surgery, you know what I'm saying? And we have to send a a different message. Like there, we're not as a provider going to treat the end result without like taking it back to where some of these other causes, like even if they have the stress, like you're, if you don't teach them how to manage or that this is affecting their body, like their, mm-hmm. their body is going into this hibernation mode where they're just kind of piling on and then mm-hmm. they get metabolic syndrome or whatever. If you're not telling them that this is what's going on and this is how you treat it, patients mm-hmm. aren't going to know. Um, we can't just give them metformin, you know what I'm saying, and wish for the yes. best, but not <laughs> tell them what's going on. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah.
0: So you have this term is to do surgery on the mind. Like what is, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So essentially that's what I was finding out kind of also during this whole, my own journey and trying to not just treat, but really heal my patients and help them overcome. My obesity patients didn't come in with just obesity. They came in with all their medical problems, but then they also came in with all this, adverse, I would say, like traumatic experiences that needed to be treated. And you have to be able to identify those as a provider and know that they're there. So even if you can't provide that treatment, you need to be able to get that treatment to them. Because without that being resolved or healed, it just manifests into more medical problems. So even Mm -hmm. if you give them appeal or treat One or two of their medical problems without kind of treating some of this, the the mental aspects of health and well-being, Mm -hmm. they just kind of, I call it relapse into their medical problems. And so Mm -hmm. I noticed specifically, I had a patient who I gave the Taj Mahal of surgeries, duodenal Switch. She was a revision. She had all the medical problems you could make. Chronic kidney disease four high blood pressure medications, insulin, diabetes, all of them. She knew she could die from her medical problems. It was that bad. Mm, And so she got this surgery. She did well for two years. She had almost like a trigger. I call them triggers. And people have to know what those triggers are that sent her on this like spiral, you know? So she went back into a lot of her unhealthy habits. I didn't get to see her during this period of time for about five or six months. And when I saw her again, she gained 60 pounds back that quickly and was back on hypertension meds. And at that mm-hmm. moment, I was like, what was it? And it was the mental. She knew what to do. She knew what to yeah. do, right? A lot mm-hmm. of patients, I know how to eat. I know what I should be doing, but then why aren't you doing it? So then mm-hmm. in order to get to do that, why aren't you doing it? You have to ask them. Other questions like my like that's when you start getting into the mindset like you have to start bringing this out of them what is their why what is their goals and it has to be something that they can hold on to because motivation can come and go and it has to be something they can latch on to so when my patients came in wanting to lose weight I had to dig deeper and figure out why and we also together had to figure out what will be holding them back in the event they get a trigger. So they had to learn what their triggers are, whether it was work environment, because they go through different things, discrimination in the workplace, just Mm -hmm. all this stuff that really doesn't go answered in a doctor's Mm -hmm. office. Right. And so, and then a lot of my patients were getting like, oh, you've lost so much weight. You're too skinny now. You know what I'm saying? Like all this. Oh, weird wow. feedback. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's so many things that you have to take into account. You almost have to make them mentally strong. Mm-hmm. And that's where surgery on the mind, once they become mentally mm-hmm. strong and you can educate them on everything that's going on with them in a functional integrative way, and then almost like push them out to be able to handle this surgery or this treatment. So mm-hmm. then they, so then when a trigger comes, whatever it may be, they don't relapse, right? They're strong yeah. enough to kind of get through that. They have yeah. self-control, their they're own, their new healthy habits. Um, right. And that's and that's what I've learned I had to do with my patient population. Like it couldn't just be the surgery. There's so many other things that they go through um, that it, they had to almost be mentally strong to be able, but they don't know what they don't know. So you have to, as a provider, walk through that with them and then help them understand why the stress over here interacts and how that
0: affects them.
1: So yeah.
0: That that's great. I love it. You know, um, going back to the hormones and how how would you use hormones to help people lose their weight? So, I would usually do hormones. So that
1: would okay, so I always explain when patients come in, we do this kind of more extensive history and physical and I would do extensive lab uh, blood work, right? And so Once we got all that information, I always told my patients we have like a pie and different piece, weight is in the middle, and on the outside, you have these different things that are contributing, pointing in to your weight. For a lot of patients, hormonal abnormal hormones or hormonal deficiency was one of those contributors. So then the way that I would tell them is even if we fix some of these other things, if you don't fix in these individual pieces around the pie you're gonna have something that's contributing to your weight gain. For my patients, the hormones, once we corrected that, that was at least 10 to 15 pounds, right? But if we never corrected that first, and then throughout their weight loss journey, that would be 10 to 15 pounds. They would still be holding on to. And they're like, Oh, That's I can't to fifteen pounds." Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it had to be kind of all these things. Yeah. There may be oh. some eating behaviors there, but definitely we had to be able to kind of treat this and mm-hmm. hormonal therapy, a lot of them. And I think why the weight loss was so much with, with fixing that is because just treating their hormones made them feel better. It made them less tired. It made them sleep better. It made them look better. You know what I'm saying? And then Mm -hmm. in that in turn, helped them have more confidence. It helped with maybe some of their hair loss. It did like all these different things. So I think Mm -hmm. that's why we got such a significant weight loss with hormone treatment versus Mm -hmm. just switch to this diet or start exercising because treating the hormones does so many other different things. optimal health. Like, yeah. because sleep by itself is a contributor to weight gain, right? Like an independent risk factor for weight gain. But if it's, and that's why I always say, you got to find out where it's rooted. If it's due to your hormones being abnormal, you need to fix that. And then that fixes the sleep, which in mm-hmm. turn will fix the weight gain. Yes, that, You know, yes. know what I'm saying? So that's and how- And
0: hormones, we- yeah. You, when you say hormones, we're talking about the adrenals and the yes. reproductive hormones, right? Yes. Because the cortisol is very important to also- weight gain right the course of the in the in the fat cells and um do you find that a lot of overweight people actually are estrogen dominant like the the phrase where they they have a lot more estrogen compared to progesterone yep. um because their fat cells are producing more estrogen
1: yep i have seen that almost 100 percent. it's funny because another person another physician acts what am I seeing on my hormone panels? And they're usually always deficient, like zero progesterone almost. Yeah. Yeah. And then all this, usually more estrogen and then minimal testosterone, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of, um, and you're right, cortisol too. Like their cortisol is way off. And believe it or not, people always want the belly fat gone. Well, you got to fix your cortisol, you know, and you got to permanently fix that and fixing that will fix a lot of the belly fat, you know, obviously some about what you eat and inflammatory markers and stuff. But so, yes, I usually see most of my patients and men, both men and women are actually estrogen Mm -hmm. dominant and even my men, I have to put them on. like an aromatase inhibitor to like make their estrogen produce testosterone. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And so I I find also that you can't really put people on hormones unless you also fix their adrenals um, Mm -hmm. because they can overstimulate some people to go on hormones. They can overdose on hormones too. So you have to make sure that the cortisol looks good. And then also the reproductive Hormones all at the same time, plus the thyroid, right? Yeah, that plus the, the I was going to say, plus the thyroid. Yeah. So, like, our yeah. panel
1: includes all of that now.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, I mean, Definitely.
1: yeah, so much stuff, but it's like they all go together. And that's yeah. what integrative is, right? You can, a lot of people will yes. just treat thyroid, right? Oh, it's your yeah. thyroid. I've heard, had so many my patients say, well, I thought it was my thyroid. I'm yeah. like, no, have they checked your cortisol or your yes. reproductive hormones? And they were
0: like, no and i'm like yeah okay. you know <laughs> the know? three and legs the re- to the stool you know yeah That's exactly awesome. exactly because
1: yeah. a lot of it the symptoms are very similar right with that mm-hmm. especially with thyroid and the reproductive the symptoms are very similar and mm-hmm. so you can't really do one without the other in my opinion
0: yeah i love that so um what can you just kind of quickly go through what the four pillars of transformation or how you are helping people or where they can find you yeah, so that can we kind of discussed that here.
1: So my four pillars, essentially, you have to find where the it's rooted, and so my four pillars includes mental, which we've talked about and gave examples, environment, which I already talked about, um, behavioral, and medical. So the way I do it is I make sure that when a patient comes in with a certain complaint, chief complaint is what we call it. I kind of go through all these different areas because every medical condition is rooted in one of these areas. So if their adrenal levels or their cortisol is off, I've noticed a lot of times it's from environment um, triggers that's making them produce this stress, almost like overproduce the stress reaction that's depleting their cortisol. So instead of me just giving them treatment, for their adrenal fatigue or whatever, we have to go to the environment, like where it's rooted in their environment and say, okay, what are things that we can do to kind of make adjustments in this area? And so that's what I do. So patients come in with a presenting problem and then I go to one of the, it's always in one of those four. I've noticed, always in one of those four. Um, And I have to, we have to figure out the mind part, the treatment Mm -hmm. in that part, that's where the mind comes in. So we have to give them tools to be able to fix that. And then we can give them the treatment otherwise they'll just keep depleting or keep just doing this recycling and medical conditions is is pretty um, obvious but it's like you're saying you can't just check reproductive hormones without looking at cortisol and thyroid like you have to get the whole picture and the whole Mm -hmm. picture in all these areas. So that's what I do. And that's the four. And when I started kind of implementing this and now all of my patients will come and know and they are like, oh, I had a really bad craving and I gave in and then they'll be like, oh, I was upset. So that's in the mental, right? They automatically go to where the root is and we're like, OK, mm. well, how can we combat this next time? You know mm. what I'm saying? And so mm. once you kind of implement looking at it from a different lens, like automatically when they come in, like where is it rooted? And then we do other things too, but that's the broad uh, of four pillars. You have to find the root.
0: That's really great. So uh, Dr. Hamilton, how do people find you? Are you seeing patients? So I am um, seeing some clinical patients, but I have recently
1: transitioned to join a wonderful company called Fresh Try. Um, And so that's where most of my time is being set now. We're Mm -hmm. trying to make this whole mindset training for better Mm -hmm. behaviors on a bigger scale. And so I was hoping to make a bigger impact. All that information can be found on my website, as well as my podcast and books. It's www.drfhamilton.com. And then all of my social media is either Dr. F. Hamilton or Dr. Franchelle
0: Hamilton. We'll put all the links in. All right. So great to talk to you about um, how to use the four pillars of transformation to lose the weight more permanently especially wow. also dealing with hormones on the medical side um we'll definitely uh enjoy having you on our dr Lamb show if people have loved this episode make sure you like it and share it and subscribe and also check out dr um, hamilton's podcast so we're so glad to have you thank um, you thank see you, see you next for having week. Me. you're welcome
1: This podcast has been produced and broadcast solely for informational and educational purposes by Lam Clinic. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The products and supplements discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your own doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and Lam Clinic does not endorse or accept responsibility for any of the statements and views made by guests. The views and opinions of guests in the podcast are their own and do not reflect those of Lamb Clinic. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on the podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in the products or services referred to herein. Podcast listeners should always seek the advice of their physicians or other qualified health providers with any questions they may have regarding their own medical conditions.
0: Podcast listeners must always continue to follow the advice of their personal physicians for all of their medical needs.